Well, well, well. Hello there. Welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Cindy Hopkins. And this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. They're our presenting sponsor. We're very grateful for their involvement as uh, teammates in this endeavor. But I want to give a big shout-out to Joe Turner. I want to congratulate Bill Turner and Joe Turner as they received the President's Award for the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, what a tremendous honor. And Joe Turner gave the speech, and he just did a tremendous job. Congratulations to all the inductees this past week for the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame and all the award winners. Uh, what a, what an incredible event, and Byron Shrive did a tremendous job. But Joe Turner, we appreciate you. Thank you for being involved with the coach's perspective. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're grateful for and handpicked, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Carts. We'll talk about them throughout the show. So we have a great show tonight. we got a, a studio full of people, and I'm very excited about this show. But before we get there, let's recap our last show. On our last show, we were wrapping up a series on accomplished hoopers. And we had a, a couple of athletes that were in. Jake Lafferty from Sparta, Missouri, was here. Um, and so was Karan Johnson. And we had a great visit. He's from Willard, Missouri, going to Brown University for track and field. Jake, a junior at Sparta. It was a great episode. So I hope you can listen to it. If you missed it, what were you doing? Where were you? But if you did miss it, you can go to a acoachesperspective.com and you can listen to it or find it on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. So we're going to catch up with a very important program in town. This is a program that has been so impressive since day one. Um, this is a program that it contends for a national championship every single year. That's incredible. They reload. They have talent. Um, they, they participate with class. They are um, an entire package for a program. And we're going to catch up with the Drury University women's basketball team. And Coach Amy Egan is here. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I am glad to have you here in the studio. And you brought a couple of players with you to represent the players. And we're going to meet them in just a moment. But first of all, uh, congratulations. Number two ranked nationally. Uh, you're on a 17-game win streak. And you're 21-1. and one. What a great season you're having. Absolutely. Um, thank you, first off. Um, you know, you, you work to surround yourself by good good people and good kids, and uh, I think that takes a lot of a lot of it. Um, but I think we have a really good special group this year, uh, a bunch of kids that uh, were really bought in, uh, that work hard on every single day and do more than, than what is asked. Uh, and, you know, that's all you ask for as a coach is, is that buy-in and that work ethic, and then, you know, we'll see where that lands us. And then this year it's, um, it's paying off for them. Yes, I think so. Um, and it, it's been impressive what you have done with the program. Um, you know, you were at Truman State. You were a player. Um, you were the head coach. You came here to, you were assistant with Molly Miller, and then you took over the program. And it, it has just, it didn't even miss a beat. Um, it was such a smooth transition, and you've done such a tremendous job with it. And I know that you have um, have had a lot of experience with your playing career and with your past coaching, but what's different about Drury University? What do you like about coaching at Drury? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that are different, you know, and, and I've been kind of around the block, if you want to say that, um, especially at the Division two level and then uh, some NAIA programs. But 
you know, I think there's so many things that make Drury special. Um, you know, the first one I'm always going to go with are the people, uh, whether it's in the classroom, in the community, uh, in the athletic department. Uh, you know, for us to do what we've done year in and year out, um, you've got to have the people uh, to, to contribute to that. Um, you know, I, I think the, the tradition, tradition goes a long ways, right? Um, you get winning and, and winning becomes a habit and um, it can take you really far. And we've been very, very lucky and fortunate and blessed that, that uh, the tra- tradition here has been outstanding, you know. And uh, we don't win sometimes, we win a lot. Uh, and when you, when you get the right kids that understand that, that are willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen, um, I think that's really contributed a lot to the success as well. Um, and then just getting the right kids, you know, right. getting the right kids. and That does help. Um, yeah, it, it definitely helps. For some stuff, reason, so. players make coaches look smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I say that all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recruit recruit yeah. talent, and then you look really smart right? as a basketball coach, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, it is, it's, it's a lot of the atmosphere that, um, and the support that we have here on and off the floor, and it makes it a special place where we're able to grab and snag some extra special kids. Uh, whether that's kids uh, from the community or, or kids that maybe even had some D1 offers that want the, the experience here. Um, we've been able to do that and do that consistently. That makes a big difference. Well, speaking of the people that you surround yourself with, we have two of them in here that are representing the players on your team tonight. Um, I'm very excited to see graduate student here, um, Kayla DeMitz-Holt. You've been one of my all-time favorite players in the area for a long time. You survived playing for Kevin Cheek. Let's start (laughs) off right there. (laughs) And I say that with all kinds of love for Coach Cheek. Uh, He's a tremendous coach. But you were at Skyline High School, um, three-year All-State player. You were Class 2 Player of the Year. Then you went to Pitt State, Pittsburgh State in Kansas, and you did a tremendous job and contributed and left an impact there as an all-conference player. Then you are now you're at Drury. And you are just um, doing a tremendous job leading this team. I mean, not just on the court, but um, when I talk to some of your teammates at different times, they, they talk about what an energy giver you are and how, by example, you lead with your words and your actions. It's probably the biggest compliment that I can give you. Well, thank you. I'm I glad, appreciate that. I'm glad that you're here tonight. And you have a finance degree, and you're getting a master's in integrated leadership. That is correct. Excellent. <laughs> Very good. And you got married. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm checking all the boxes. Right? Look out. Uh, well, I that is something that I think is really unique is – is is that you know going from being a college student but then being able to graduate and and then you got married did you get a lot more focused in your game i mean your free throw percentage is pretty good so we started out a little rough and <laughs> yeah. we brought that back up so yes. we're doing on the climb <laughs> yes well and and just so you know she has she has had as high as an 86% free throw shooting percentage um it, it's dropped to 82 we need to talk about that right. But I'll that, work on it. but I'm telling you, 82 is phenomenal. Um, so to, and I know that that will continue to increase. But what, what is your secret to free throws? Because you know, coaches will talk about, you know, it's mental. You got to have mechanics. You got to be methodical. It's about physics. It's about routine. What is your secret to free throws? Well, honestly, back in high school, Coach Sheik just said, "Hey, get up there. You're gonna take three dribbles, and you're gonna get, you're gonna look at the rim, and you're gonna shoot it. So mm-hmm. we keep it as simple as we can. Yes, that's the secret. Don't add anything else to it, and when it comes to time, you just got to focus in and just have the confidence you're going to make them. There you go. There you go. And how is it being married and being a college athlete? Uh, it's a challenge. It's been great, but it's just um, sometimes you want to be home a little more often than you can. Right. But he, I have a really great husband, and he's really supportive. So um, 
we just got a little bit longer to make it, and we're making the best of it, and the rest is going to be great. Yes. Well, I know that he's very proud of you. Um, after 24 years coaching, I, I always had a sign that I, and now broadcasting, I still have the sign in my house because I'm still in a gym all the time, but I have a, a, a sign that says, we interrupt this marriage for basketball season. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. You know, it's okay. They'll, they'll stick around. My husband's yep. done a good job of that as well. Um, well, let's uh, meet your teammate here that is also with us from Clever, Missouri, Allie Clevenger. Welcome. Glad that you are here. Thank you for having me. So an All-State player from Clever as well. I mean, you average 24 points a game. And, and to be real honest, that's such a high average in high school. Um, you know, you don't hear about um, 24 points a game very much anymore. It's a, it's a rarity. And I know that you had um, some tremendous experiences. I, wa- I, I remember the game where you um, beat Parkview at the buzzer. Sorry to call out them, because um, but Parkview's a great program. Love their, love their coach, <laughs> Coach Nichols. She's fantastic. But it was a great game, and you hit the buzzer beater. And I have been a fan ever since because that took a, that took a lot of guts. Thank you. Um, so I'm glad that you are here, and you're a biology major. Uh, ex- exercise phys. Exercise vision only. We yeah. need to update the website. Yeah. Coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna. <laughs> well, there's a lot of biology and exercise. Yeah. She was biology. She was biology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids change their mind every right, other right. day right now. But well, tell me about um, basketball. What is it about that sport, Allie, that you like? Um, just from a young age, I just really liked it. Um, I started playing basketball when I was three years old, and I didn't really take it too serious. It was just something for fun. And then in middle school, I got on a traveling team, and then that was when I really just shift focus to I really wanted to play at the next level in college. And then just growing up, I watched jury, and I just wanted to be a part of it. It seemed like a great atmosphere to be around, and I just love it here. It's a good fit for you. It definitely is. That's for sure. What about you? Ava, do you what is it about jury that you like? Um, it's kind of just how I grew up playing, really aggressive, you know, pressing people and just uh, being smaller. My One of my uh, advantages is pressing and, you know, playing more on that side of the ball. So um, that's what I've always done, and that's just, you know, it attracted me, and I love being close to home and just, um, our fans here are great. We have a lot of support, and that's just what makes a program really great. And so that's why I'm just thankful Coach Egan took a chance on me. She, she's pretty good at pressing. <laughs> she's really good at pressing. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell a story about yes, her? Yes, please do. Sometimes, and I've, I've never said this to Kaylee, but um, Kaylee's one of the most competitive kids I've seen and coached. And sometimes, you know, she gets, she'll get a foul and you just see this look in her eyes, like her competitiveness goes from competitive to extreme competitive. I'm like, <laughs> Addie, maybe we should get her out. She might foul again <laughs> because she's so competitive. Uh, but that's one of the things I think, you know, she did bring so much to us, but you don't find as many kids these days are as, as competitive as her. Um, and I also say, I'm going to say one more thing about <laughs> you now. Shut up. Um, there's a, there's a lot of kids that, graduate college and leave a program and you look at it and you say they're they're going to go and they're going to be okay with going right mm-hmm. um she's one of the most passionate kids about basketball like i've i've been around like and i don't know if she's going to be okay when it's over <laughs> uh because i think basketball will is something that's so she's so passionate about that she's going to have to find some way to fill that yeah. uh, but she just carries that passion and that work i think with her every single day it's kind of like Rocky Balboa said, you, you'll have a little beast in the basement for a while. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, a little beast in the basement. Well, comp- does that carry over in other areas of your life? I mean, is it scary to play board games with you? <laughs> <Yes. Is> it- <laughs> 
I think um, I think my family's listening to me, so I'm right. going to agree. <laughs> I think it, um, some people don't like playing with me because <laughs> I either win or I'm a sore loser sometimes. Right. I don't know. Right. Uh, well, you know, being competitive is great. Um, I would say you're probably very stubborn as well. And as Possibly. long as you channel that in the right direction, it can be a wonderful quality. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to peek inside their brains a little bit about their season and then what it's like to be a college athlete. And and we're going to talk a little bit about being students of the game as well. So we'll take our first break. I want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. This is Jenny Hopkins. We'll be right back with Amy Egan and Kaylee DeMitz-Holt and Allie Clark. Sure. Well, welcome back to the Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins. We have Kaylee Demitz Holt and Allie Clevenger and Amy Egan here. And we're talking some Drury women's basketball. And they are doing a tremendous job. If you missed the first segment, I don't know what you've been doing, but I'm glad you're joining us now. 21 and 1, ranked number two in the country. Um, and you know, and here's the deal: I, I Drury women's basketball is always successful. So this is where we give a shout-out to your um, athletic director, Nyla Millison, and say since day one, um, she set expectations high. Um, she, she just did such a great job exploding this program onto the national scene right from the very start. And, and, so it, and it hasn't looked back since. Um, it's just been a, a tremendous uh, journey to be able to watch this Drury University women's basketball program. So let me, uh, let me ask you this. Um, Tell me, first of all, what do you think your secrets to the jury success are? Um, I know high expectations is important, obviously a, a work ethic, but I'm going to start with Coach Egan. What do you think is specific about that continual success? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think it starts with, um, you know, the the commitment of the school and the athletics department to the program, you know. Um, they have to be supportive with budgets, scholarships, um, you know, all those kind of areas. Um, and we're very, very fortunate that we have that, you know, at Drury. Um, and I, I really, really think it starts there. And then, you know, I kind of said earlier, you know, then you, you look at, um, what we are able to sell with the experience because of the people, um, you know, um, our boosters, um, our families that are around, uh, our parents, um, just the commitment to the program from the community and, and, uh, the people on campus, um, so I think those two things are, are really, really big when you, when you look at it. Uh, you definitely have to have that support first and foremost. Uh, you have to have that dedication to, uh, to the things that I talked about with the budgets and the scholarships and that. Um, if you don't, um, it's hard to stay at, at any kind of level like that. Uh, I also really, really think, you know, um, a, a lot of kids and, and hopefully a lot of kids want the complete package. Uh, with athletics experience and academics, and I think our academics at Drury are really, really good. Um, we're able to, to, you know, you even look at the alumni. Uh, I have so many alumni that um, I, we say, you know, Drury people take care of Drury people. Uh, we have so many of them that reach out to me and are like, hey, you know, what's what's Allie's major? Can I help get her an internship here? Or, uh, you know, it's just they really want to help each other out and, and help them grow as, as professionals, and I think that's extra special as well. That is, it makes a big difference. And when you're talking about um, that collective, um, those collective variables that are all in play, and I think some programs will have great success, but then some of those variables fall off. Some may stay great, 
But but Drury has done a great job of co- keeping all of those together. From a player's perspective, I'll start with you, Kaylee. Tell me, what do you think about um, the, the secret to Drury's success? Um, I'll just start with the coaches. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> um, this is being the, recorded. So yeah, yeah. Want to copy later. Um, she already plays a lot. I don't know what else she wants. <laughs> um, I just think whenever you have coaches that, you know, are bought in with each other and that, you know, the way they relay information to us and the way they, you know, do do workouts with us and all the extra stuff that they do behind the scenes, scouting, recruiting, you know, all the stuff that, you know, we probably don't know about half the stuff that they do behind the scenes. Um, but then when they, I just think that they put us in the best position possible and they get us all the information that we need to, to go into a game to be prepared for, um, which that doesn't just happen. You know, sometimes we just think, you know, we show up to, you know, uh, film and here's all the information, but somebody, you know, somebody did all the work to find all that and we don't really know how that happens, you know, so they do the right way to prepare us and, um, they create an atmosphere that is just enjoyable for all of us to come and, you know. Do the thing that we love. Yeah, that's wonderful. Anything to add to that, Allie? Um, I mean, the coaches are great, obviously. But I think just like the chemistry on the team, I think that plays like a big factor mm-hmm. in our success and just how well we mesh together and how well we play together. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about because I think that is a key ingredient. And I think that, you know, Coaches have to help instill that. They help um, nurture that. Um, so, Coach Egan, what do you do to try to help with the team chemistry? Because every team, you've been coaching a long time, every team has had a different personality. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, the fun part about it is... Like a box of you know, chocolates. Yeah, you, know, you recruit a lot of different kids from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different experiences and, um, you know, finding ways for them to respect each other Um you know, uh, love each other, uh, buy into the process as a whole. Um, it doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, you know, for us, it's about recruiting the right type of kid that um, understands, you know, this is our expectations uh, on and off the floor in the community and so forth. And so, you know, in the recruiting process, we have those conversations with the kids and we sit down and we're very, I mean, it's lengthy, you know, this is who we are, this is what we expect. Um, and then we let the kids make the decision kind of, Obviously, we think they could play for us already. Can you fit into that? You know, because I always say the hardest thing about recruiting is you never really know what you're going to get. Like you could do all the homework, you know, and you can talk to as many coaches as as you want to talk to, but you really never know what you're what you're getting until they get on campus. And so you pray that that you do do get the right kid um, for it. And then you know we do a couple of things I think that helps uh, with some of that. Um, we do uh, PG days and how to days, personal growth days and how to days. Um, and uh, we do a lot of those in preseason where um, it can be really anything, you know, where we talk about, um, you know, the, the chemistry of the team and how to be selfless when you're number 14 versus number one, you know, or, or um, just anything that, that we feel like can help guide them. Um, I, I think these two would tell you, uh, along with the other kids on our team, that, you know, we're really big on uh, our kids understanding that uh, basketball is something we do. It's not who we are. Uh, and so, you know, we're, u- we're using, as we say, basketball to help create uh, lifelong habits um, that we can carry over into life. Uh, and so they understand, you know, that um, being a great teammate and having that chemistry, well, you're going to have to do that in life. Right. You know, you're married. You're going to have hard times. How are you going to handle those times, you know? So um, we, we try to help teach them some of that and some habits they can carry over. It makes such a big difference. And I, I love the fact that you're fostering, you're coaching people. 
you're not coaching players, which is which is I think really important, and you're being able to to give those life lessons, um, and I think that's really important. Um, let's let's touch a little bit about uh, you were talking about how oh we get a scouting report and we don't even know where it came from and there's not a scouting fairy they actually do work very hard on on uh, knowing the opponents and what they do um, but tell me what as players do you um, what kind of players are you do you like to know um, like I used to have you know 15 pages of a scouting report but I might tell my players three of it you know and a lot of it's for a coach's knowledge do you want to know all 15 pages or are you good with the snapshot? Allie, we'll start with you oh, this time. I like to know it all. <laughs> so whenever I get out there, um, I know what to expect, and I know what's coming. And I think they do a great job preparing us for that. Um, I think a lot of it, you know, part of it, when you get into conference, you know a lot of the people already. So whenever it comes to, you know, this is the second time we play in Maryville and Umsel. So, like, it's a lot of the second time. So we kind of already know them. So the second time around, it can be a little bit of a snapshot, kind of like a reminder, like, hey, this person does this. And um we kind of already know the, every move that they're going to make. So um, as long as we just kind of, you know, prepare right and practice, then I think we're just as long as we play who we are and play the rules that we have and um, just be us. That's the one of the main goals. We like to know what's going on, but as long as we stay true to who we are, then we're going to be just fine. Makes a big difference, doesn't it? I mean, because a little too much makes you overthink. Um, I think there has to be a fine balance between what you have in your scouting report and what you share with your players. Um, and that's something you've probably adjusted throughout the years. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, with a lot of kids, I think your freshman year is a lot of overthinking, like, oh, my gosh, how do we handle this? How do we do this? How do we handle diagonal? How do we handle cross screen? How do we handle, you know, flare screens? Um, but I think you get more and more comfortable with it the longer you're in a program, and then it becomes almost like habit, you know. And I think probably for Allie and even Kaylee, uh, a lot of that's just habit now. Uh, we do some refreshers at the beginning, but by January, middle January, she's like, okay, play our rules. You know our rules. Like, mm-hmm. we'll still walk them through it, but right. play our rules on this, play our rules on that. Right. Um, there's not a lot of things that we have to change. Yeah, I like that. I, I definitely like that. So when you when you go to basketball games, like whether you go to watch the men play or you go over and, you know, watch another school play or you go back to your high school, um, do you watch as a fan or do you watch more as a student of the game? Do you Are you kind of critical? Are you a coach in the stands? I mean, you could cheer, obviously. But what's your mindset when you're watching basketball, even on TV? Um, I would definitely say I have the coach's aspect or um, as if I was a player. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm always playing that one play ahead, you know, even just watching it like, oh, they should do this. Oh, oh man, they, they need to do this. So. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. What about you, Allie? Uh, I'm the same way. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely a student. I haven't of the really game. thought about yeah. So the same thing when you watch film. Um, do you do you do you feel like you learn a lot because you know the film does not lie. That is true. <laughs> do you learn yes. a lot from film. Yes. Yeah, it makes a big difference to be able to evaluate and see. Um, what you're doing, um, there's that that makes a huge, huge difference. Um, another thing that can kind of catapult, you know, your your skill level is working camps in the summertime and being around youth players. Um, and I'm I'm assuming that you are in the gym a lot this summer with camps. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah we have four camps. So uh, what do you like about those? Um, what I really like, um, especially coming back a second year, is all the camps that you remember from the first camp. And then whenever you kind of see some of the kids that come to our games, yes. and then you're, you remember the kids, and then they're excited that you remember them. You may not remember their name, but you know who they are, and you can interact with them. And I think that because um, we, we just think we're normal people, but they really look up to us. And so because um, I know whenever I was that age, I, you know, you look up to the high schoolers, you look up to college players. So when they, 
I remember the connections that I had. So it's like I want to be that person giving back. And um, that's probably one of my favorite parts is just being able to make connections with those kids. Makes a big difference, doesn't it? Anything to add to that, Allie? Just being a role model, like she said. And I think the funnest camp we had was the little kids. Because right. they're all in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether they can do it or not. Yeah. Whether they can do it or not, they're yeah. all in. They're, they're probably the best dressed, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, we're going to continue uh, picking their brain and we're going to continue talking with them a little bit about um, their experience as college athletes and, and, and continue talking a little bit about the secret of this success at Drury University. We'll take our next break. But at first, I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment. They're owned by Dairy Farmers. And they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And guess who has the best tasting chocolate? Highland Dairy. And they're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. We appreciate their support in sponsoring this segment. And we want to we want to thank them for that, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back with Kaylee DeMitz-Holt and Allie Clevenger and Amy Egan. This is Jenny Hopkins. You're listening to A Coach's Perspective. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar. It's located in Bolivar, Missouri. And guess what? They know cars. They know trucks. They know SUVs. And they know service. And they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for almost 30 years. Uh, Kelly Grant, Shane Rainey, they will take care of you. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. They'll do a coast-to-coast search, find exactly what you're looking for. And bonus, it will be in your price range. We also want to thank West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com or find Danny West on Facebook. He'll give you a free consultation, and he's going to treat your land like his own. And thank you to Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance also sponsoring this segment. We have Amy Egan in here. We have Kaylee DeMitz-Holt, and we have Allie Clevenger. And we're talking um, a little uh, little bit of jury women's basketball. We're also talking a little bit about what it's like to be a college athlete and um, you know, as as we do that, as we develop into that, we've talked on this show oftentimes about how important it is to to have mentors in your life and to have people that help guide you, um, and also to be a mentor, um, to be leaders. And and you guys are in the situation right now where you've had some mentors, and then you are also um, leaders for people as well. So tell me a little bit about people that have helped you along the way. Um, Kaylee, I'll start with you. Tell me about some of the mentors that you have had in your life. Um, I've had several uh, people who have big impacts on my life. Um, from a basketball standpoint, I'll talk about um, a couple of people. Um, Russell Beck, he was the one who, uh, well, my dad got me started in basketball, but he, Russell kind of took over in elementary school, and he had me at the gym in the weekends and the weeknights, and um, he traveled anywhere and everywhere for my group of girls that I played with and really just got all of us, you know, bought in in the beginning and then, Coach T took over in high school and just really um, helped prepare me as a, you know, person and as a student athlete, which got me to the next level. Um, and then from a college um, perspective, um, Addie Roller has been a huge um, impact in my life because she's been there from the first time I, you know, even went on a college visit to being my coach, and then she's my coach now too, and she's uh, really helped develop me as a player and a person as well. And you've got a very supportive family. I don't think they were ever not in the stands when you played. I mean, it was, they've got, you've got a very supportive um, family that has helped guide you as well. Yes, I can, I can't say enough about my family. I've had 
um, like you said, the utmost like support from them. Uh, like my dad's got me started. They will, they took me about anywhere I ever wanted to play basketball. They took me to camps. They, um, in college, they've traveled, you know, few and far between games. Um, they don't miss a whole lot. It makes a big difference. And your husband's okay too, right? Yeah, he's pretty, okay. He's, he's all right. He's good too. Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. What about you, Allie? Have you had any mentors or people that have helped guide you in your journey? Um, from a basketball standpoint, um, whenever. I think I was in fourth grade. That's when I started playing travel basketball. And so Steve Aldridge, he started the Missouri Valley Magic, um, my fourth grade group. And then later on, uh, Jacob Moreland. And then I have to go with Addie, too, and all the coaching staff at Drury. Um, I just have so much respect for them and look up to them as role models. And then my family, obviously, I'm big into family, too. Yes, They've never missed a game, either. Right, right. <laughs> yes. And, and what is, you know, do you ever... Okay, I'm going to ask something that you better have the right answer for. But <laughs> when you're out there inside the lines, um, you know, you should be focused inside the lines. And you shouldn't, you know, be paying attention to the crowd or listening to anybody in the crowd. But I can tell you, as a former college player, and even as a coach, I could tune out the crowd with the best of them. But I always heard my dad's voice. I would always hear my mom's voice. Anytime they would say something, I could always hear that. You, is that the same thing for you, Allie, when you're in the, on the um, court? Maybe like in middle school or high school. <laughs> oh, so you're much more involved than I was. Yeah, <laughs> but they know now just to keep it down and watch. <laughs> oh, <so> they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. What about you, Kaylee? I have a little bit of a rowdy bunch. Really? So, <laughs> All um, the way from Preston, Missouri. Yes. yes. I will say one of my, bro- my brother's probably one of the loudest people that I can always hear. And right. My dad, they're passionate. My, you know, Brennan, they all do it. They're just passionate. Um, but I can definitely hear them. <laughs> <laughs> and, Coach, what about you? I mean, have is there somebody in the stands that you always heard? Um, uh, I, not really growing up. My, um, you know, growing up I was one of five, and my parents made almost every, every, I mean, I went 50 minutes from school, every college game and that, but they were probably running around chasing the other right. kids as I was playing. <laughs> um but they also didn't know a lot about basketball, me being the oldest and kind of, in, you know, small town. They didn't know a lot about it, so they really never said anything. And now, like, I hardly ever hear anyone. I don't ever hear anyone, you know. And sometimes I'll I'll walk out of games and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, did you hear that person in the crowd? I'm like, no, I didn't hear, <laughs> yes, I didn't hear any I of it. I don't hear any of that. Uh, yeah. So um, it's kind of nice, I guess, that I can kind of tune that out. Yeah. I used to have players that would say, can you? Did you hear my mom? No, I didn't. And how could you not? How could you not? <laughs> you know, but you know, it is. They, they are passionate, like you said. You know, it's, it's um, they, they care and they're they're passionate and and they and that's a form of them supporting and loving you through your through your athletic experience, as long as they you know stay appropriate in sportsmanship and as Allie said, tone it down <laughs> when they need to. <laughs> Let me talk a little bit um, about. I'm going to pivot here, no pun intended, and talk a little bit about um, fundamental skill development. Um, there is, you know, there's some, there's some coaches that say players um, today are more interested in just playing games and just getting out and playing. And sometimes they'll go on, you know, travel teams and they'll play five, six games a day and they're desynthesized from losing because they, they just want to play games. They don't get in the gym and work on their fundamentals. Um, they don't work on, you know, a lot of fundamental camps. Um, you know, when back in the day when I was playing, there was a lot of fundamental camps that you went to. Um, and then you played. The last day was the day you got to play. And so tell me a little bit about what, what you feel. Is that accurate? Is that not accurate? Um, and how do you develop some of your individual um, fundamental skills besides being in practice? 
Um, I'll start. I'll start with you, Katie. Um, I definitely think it's a big um, point in basketball, and I definitely can see that nowadays people don't or kids may not want to focus much on the fundamentals because they're not fun. Nobody, you know, wants to be like, yeah, I want to go do all my fundamentals, you know. But it's a key part of the game, and that's why you see, you know. People asking, is this a travel? Is this a travel? It's because, well, you know, they don't maybe work on as much as they should and pivots and just, you know, the basics that carry you through um, instead of, you know, getting to a higher level of basketball and then not knowing how to do that. Yes, Allie, what do you think? Yeah, um, I can definitely see where the fundamentals have been shifting through the years. But I think it's just important to just spend hours in the gym because that's where all your hard work is coming no one may see it, but then you get to the games and you can transfer that over, and that's when people can really notice that you've been working. It, it make it does make a big difference. Um, I used to hand out driveway workouts. Like if we were going to have a couple of weeks off in the summer, I'd say here's some driveway workouts. And I had a freshman one time say, "I don't understand. What are you talking about in the driveway? What? <laughs> I don't understand. We're not going to just have gym and play pickup." And I'm like. No, <laughs> these are driveway workouts. Yeah. You work on your fundamentals, and here's a list of things to do. You know, and she's, I, I still don't understand. Now she ended up being an all-state player, so she got it eventually. <laughs> but I mean, have you seen that as well, Coach? Yeah, that- you know, I I have, um, kind of off and on, you know, and and again, it's I think we're so lucky. Um, this year's team is just not that. I mean, they're not a get-through practice team. They're uh, not very many days. I mean, some days they're tired, and you know we feel like we had to push them a little bit more. Or it wasn't very good because they didn't want to compete today. But on a on a whole, this group isn't anything like that. And, but I do think that's pretty common these days. And I think um, you know some of it is due to uh, again playing sixty games in the summer. You know, if you're playing sixty games in the summer, you're too tired to get out in the driveway and go work on your skills and. Um, so I, I think that does have an impact and is having an impact on some of our youth and some of our some of our um, kids and and uh, some of our recruits. Um, but I think that's one thing. One reason we're probably twenty one and one is that these kids they come in, they work, uh, they compete, they get better. And you got to find a balance because competing yeah. and playing the game that is beneficial too. It's yeah. not one or yeah. the other. It's finding the balance. It's it's making sure that you find that balance because I think that's going to be a separator between good and great and great and the best is those. Is the fundamentals and being able to have those and being a student of the game. I yeah. think having a high IQ is really important at your level. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk. Let's continue talking a little IQ. Let's talk about your mental prep. Let's talk about the mental side of the game. Um, first of all, I, um, you you all make mistakes, right? Let me just let's just get <laughs> yeah. that out of the way. You've made mistakes it happens. before. Okay. It happens. Um, how do you recover from a mistake? Um, there are players that tend to, if they make a mistake, they either subconsciously or consciously, it, they carry it two or three trips down the floor. So how do you, when you make a mistake, how do you release it? Kaylee, I'll start with you. Um, so if it's a foul, um, I maybe <laughs> have, a list the, of mistakes. <laughs> I have a little bit of a, like she said earlier, a competitive standpoint that I maybe need to calm down for a second before I yes. can maybe do anything. Um, but a mistake otherwise, uh, I try not to carry it on because, you know what, it happens, and move on from it. Because there's no point in dwelling on it because we still got, you know, how much ever of game left, and you got to do the best. And, you know, like you said, everybody makes mistakes. So it's not going to be life or death, and you just got to, you know, make your mistake once, but then don't do it again. Right. Next play, I think, is what she's describing, yeah. right? Next yeah. best yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Ali, did it. Yeah, uh, you stole mine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, mistakes, they're just part of the game. That's just something that you have to get over and just – continue on make the next best thing so what would you say to an athlete that sometimes um 
you know, there are athletes that are really struggling with the fact that if they make a mistake, they feel like it's a reflection on them as a human being, not just a basketball player in that moment, but as a human being. And that begins to weigh on them. Um, how, how, what would you tell a teammate that was um, being weighed down by continual mistakes? Because it is a game of mistakes. I mean, you shoot 82% from the free throw line, right? Um, but there's there's still 18 you're missing. So I don't work on that. <laughs> but, that but I mean, that you know, that is an... That is an, a perfect example. Um, but so what would you tell that teammate? Um, I think one of the most important things is, like you said, we make mistakes, but I think it doesn't show who you are as a person. What it shows how you are a person is how you respond to that. Yes. Whether you sit down and you maybe pout about it or you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that again and I'm going to go make up for it and I'm going to play the best defense I can for that possession because you can either it can either compound and go to the worst or you can turn around and be like you know that's it and you can do something more in a positive way cuz whether your shots not going in and you know you try to rebound that game you know it's like well sometimes it's just not going for me you know so then you try to go make an impact cuz there's you can impact a game many many ways you can you can try to pick up a teammate you can you know if they're not shots not falling you can go be that one encourager to pick them up and uh, change their attitude cuz attitudes body language is huge in basketball Oh, my goodness. Body language is a whole show. It is. It definitely is. She needs to go into coaching. (laughs) Put her on your staff when she graduates. (laughs) Um, And, Allie, what do you you think? What would you tell that teammate? Um, You know, I'd just go over to them and tell them that it's okay. Give them a high five. Next play. Um, And then that was – I was going to bring up body language with that because body language can just – it can just kill your momentum in a game. And it just – bad body language is not good. Well, and it, and it can bring down your, your team. Yeah. I mean, when someone has negative body language, um, that is something that is, is, it sucks your energy. Um, but, but if they can, if they can be able to cope through that and be able to give energy and give a high 10 or, um, to be able to, you know, internalize it a little bit, that does help. It does help. It's not easy for everybody. It is not easy. And it's probably taking time. I would say that, that both of you, um, at some point in time have, have, you know, had to go through that journey of getting through mistakes and being able to be okay with it. Um, you're definitely at a great place right now for that because defining mistakes is definitely not the key. The key is what you do after the mistake. So that's that's pretty perfect. So let me, do you have any pregame rituals um, when you are preparing? Um, just, you, need, you know, if there's one that you got to keep to yourself, then keep it to yourself. <laughs> but do you have anything that you have to do before every single game? I'll say one for Allie. You probably <laughs> don't want to say it. Um, but the key to Allie is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> um, the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that or McAllister's. It's a pregame um, meal. There we go. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, McAllister's. If you'd like to sponsor a coach's perspective, <laughs> we gave you a great plug. <laughs> um, but for me, I always eat some beef jerky before a game. I have that and I have my little toothpick because it gets in my teeth. So right. they're talking about the game plan. And I'm flossing my teeth. <laughs> I love it. You just got to get a little protein right before the game. Not lying. I love it. I love it. Now, do you, you hopefully that you don't get in that routine. You know how some athletes use the same socks every game or the same, I'm going to say, same underwear, same mm. game. Do you change toothpicks every game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually a game, toss it. Yeah, very good. It makes a big difference. All right, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up a, there's my sound effect for, I'm going to open up a can of worms. Talk to me about social media. Um, how how difficult is it um, to sometimes um, compartmentalize maybe some things that are happening on social media? And then how enjoyable is it to be able to use social media for positive and great things? Tell me your philosophy a little bit with social media. 
Um, to me, I think social media is great in many ways, and it's also has its negative side effects, as a lot of things do. Um, I love the aspect that you can get to see all kinds of people playing because on Twitter, it's you know my feed's full of you know NBA players, college players. Um, love that aspect of it. Um, but the, I don't try to focus much on the negative sides. I'm not involved a whole lot on social media. Um, you know, I like to post pictures here and there, but it's just um, I'm not trying to be anybody that I'm not. I'm kind of you know. You, if you look at my page, you can kind of see who I am, you know, definitely about um, my family and just um, my friends. And so um, I don't put a lot of energy into it, I guess. I just like to get on there, see what I like to see. And if I, you know, keep seeing things I don't like to see, I just kind of try to get away and get off of that because I don't like to put all my – I don't like to get negative energy from it. I love that. Um, and thank you. Thank you for having that attitude because I think social media is sometimes um, a little bit of the – one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that mental health is such a struggle right now for a lot of college athletes. Um, being able to have that perspective, thank you for sharing that. I hope there are athletes out there listening for that. you have anything to add to that, Allie? Um, just social media. I mean, you have to handle the adversity that comes with it. And I think that's a huge key that maybe that's why people have the mental health is because, I mean, they're seeing people get bashed, even yourself getting bashed. And so... I think it's important to just block that out, that adversity, and handle it. Well said. Well said. I mean, that's just, um, you know, again, that's, a, that's another way to cope. That's another avenue. Um, it doesn't have to be anything different from other areas that are, you know, of adversity or challenges in your life. Um, it's one of those areas. Well, that is um, very impressive. Um, golly, this is incredible. You get to work with these two yeah, every day. exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a little game called Fast Five. So we're going to try to get this uh, get this game in. I'm going to ask you five quick questions. I like asking college athletes these questions. Um, but we're going to make Coach Egan play as well too. Okay. All right. So um, I'll start. Uh, I'll start with her. Let's put her on the hot seat. Are they first. same five questions? Yeah, yeah same five questions. So they we'll, get to prepare them. Yeah, I'll yeah. point uh, when it's your turn. Okay. I'll point to you. Wait. All right. Here we go. Favorite sports movie. Uh, uh Hoosiers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I was Hoosiers. The Blind Side. The Blind. Like good one. Very good. Favorite pregame song that always gets you pumped up? <laughs> um, one that I always listen to is Burn It to the Ground by, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Shazam, tell uh, us. No, I'm kidding. Mine would have to be some country. All <laughs> right, there we go. That's good. Anything by George Strait. Very good. <laughs> I, I don't listen to music before games. <laughs> okay. All right, if you could have lunch with any sports figure, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, uh, Pat Summit. I love it. Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, very good. <laughs> if you could play a pro sport in any sport except basketball, what would it be? Um, Professional volleyball would be great. I just would not be tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Lacrosse. Lacrosse. I love it. I'll say golf. Oh, very oh, good. Very golf. good. And what's your dream job? You're living it. I'm living it. <laughs> yeah, I'm living it. <laughs> an athletic trainer. Athletic trainer. Um, I would love to renovate uh, houses. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, wait. good job. See, you survived Fast Five. Nice job. Um, Coach Egan, thank you so much for bringing these players, and um, best of luck with you thank as you. you are aiming for that national title again this year. You thank have you. a lot of love and support in this area. Best of luck. Um, and Kaylee, thank you so much for being here tonight. And, Allie, I, I appreciate you all being here. Thanks for having thank us. You, good luck. Mind your coaches. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move into our post-game talks, sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story.com, S-T-O-R-E-E.com for more information. And don't forget, you can always go to a coachesperspective.com for show lineups, 
For previous shows, more information, you can subscribe and be added into a drawing. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, next week, we are going to have Rick Kindheart and my mother is going to be here. Joe Bell Hopper will be in the house. Uh, Missouri State University Athletics Hall of Fame is going to be our topic, and she's being inducted along with a stellar class of bears. And so we're going to talk with them a little bit about uh, about that. Now for our post-game talk. Never be satisfied. That is what I think about when I think about my guests tonight and their program. There is a cultural element of drive, motivation, and inspiration within this program. Um, How did that happen? Success and winning? Well, duh, of course, that helps. But also, it's about expectations. Setting expectations within a program or a business or a team or a classroom or any entity can raise the level of performance. Expectations is vital to success. So is preparation. You cannot ride on what you did yesterday and hope for what you can do tomorrow. You have to be in the present. You have to be engaged. You have to have your feet underneath you. And being prepared can help you reach the highest potential. So your challenge this week, I'm going to ask you to set high expectations, not just for yourself. I want you to set high expectations for your team and who you work with and who you surround yourself with. Work hard to always be prepared and have those high expectations. Because that's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.